Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the comics table. We're at the comics table. Tristan Smith is in the house. I am Patrick Holbert. And we also have... We have... Santi Espinosa. Santi Espinosa. Jesus. Guys, this is, I feel like this is like, it's, a party's going to break out It is. This. It is. Dude, we've got lighting in the room. <laughs> we've got no lights on on the this ceiling is, of this room, and my cell phone is, the flashlight's on in the corner. The, it's like a crack den. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little turned on, guys. I'm yeah. Turned on. We are, too, because you're That's so super, handsome. Yeah, yeah, petrol state. I'm growing my beard so I can look like you guys. I like it. Well, Winter been, Santi it's, it's beard. It's been two months, and it's not coming out. <laughs> That's well, a two-month beard? <laughs> no. Yeah. Holy shit. You like don't have any testosterone. It's no, all Santi, my notes here say that you are a 12-year-old Korean girl. Is that correct? <laughs> that is very accurate. Yeah. That would explain the lack of beard growth. Yeah, yeah. they don't grow I beards. Have, I have a weird, like, I have no hair on my chest. My legs are, like, Dude, this Jewish. is not a dating profile. Uh, okay this is a podcast yeah i know you're right I <laughs> hairless that. santi that does sound I, very I, sexy I, I have a girlfriend now so i don't, I don't feel like she's that. a lovely girl too have, have you seen met her, her on... why, why, yeah we have yeah, i've met her when? i've seen her on instagram um <laughs> <laughs> santi i can't tell no um, yeah, jesus it was Christ. after keep it together uh, it was after uh brad show and uh-huh. uh, we all hung out together over at uh, what's that bar next uh, across from eastville Oh, we went to. Uh, oh, that was, was that my birthday show? Yeah, well, I, no, I hung no, out that, with you then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, but this that was, was a this was a real show cool podcast. You two talk about stuff you did together while I wasn't there. <laughs> real cool, Patrick. You should come. come no, it's come hang out with us more. Here's yeah. what I want to know about Do your you girlfriend. How we were talking about how much Patrick sucked when we were now. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the topic <laughs> of most conversations that happen in Get my out. head. You're the more, the, you're the most likable comic I know. Oh, yeah. I, I feel the same about you, and that's why tonight we are going to have a contest to see who can be more likable. You, you know, I think that's really unfair for you guys to have that contest while I'm in the room. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not in, not in contention at all. No, no, no. Oh, uh, that's funny. You, you're the dark matter. Like, if this is a yin yang situation, you're the dark matter. Dude, you're like a likable, hated you're the person. Dark matter. But here's the thing, like, can I just say we are all the whitest people? I mean, I know that you're Espinosa, you're Hispanic, yeah, you're Hispanic, but he's a Hispanic, but, but you're Korean the whitest. Team. I'm a Korean yeah. white Hispanic yeah. man, right? But I love, I love that you're the. <laughs> he's the dark one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Your soul is black. Well, it's you get away with a lot of crap up there. I'm just saying. Who me? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's I what, don't know that he gets got. away with it though. You don't think so? A lot of people leave, like, uh, just like hating him, and they don't say it to us, but I'm sure they go talk about it to lots of other people. (laughs) Oh, that's false. That's false. Uh, (laughs) Wait, let's. So, new girlfriend, how many months in are you guys? Uh, Dating, we were four months in. Oh, and you knew her before? But but we were like best friends before. The pregnancy, we're six months in. Yeah, Yeah. she's six months pregnant for those And three months out from a wedding. Yeah. Here's the thing, like, I don't know if you've dated your friends before have you ever done my that? fiance started as a friend she was in another relationship when we met and i've okay. dated his friend oh sure. no. were you, <laughs> <laughs> wait so you guys started being friends and then like you were like we fight. were in the same friend group friend group and then, and then she broke up with this guy and i was like i love a sloppy second <laughs> let me in there let me add it that's funny though because it's weird when you when you're in a relationship and like your girlfriend has a male friend that was awkward. Yeah. No, I think that's only early in the relationship. But I want to talk about you, though. So it's a new relationship. Does she get that you're a stand-up comedian, and that means being out all night, every uh, night? Here's a fun story about that. She actually came to my... Like, she started coming to my open mics when I first started. 
Oh, that's a good move. In in, in Montreal, she would like go to my first open mics. Mm. Like, we were just friends, and she would just. Oh, so you go back with this girl? Yeah, we we're like, yeah, eight years back or something. All right, quick bit of context: Santi is a Canadian man, a Korean teen girl, Korean. Uh, who started Korean comedy in Montreal. In yeah. Montreal, yeah. what three, four, five years ago? Five years ago. Okay, yeah. so you knew her back then. Back then. Can yeah. you speak right. any French? Can she speak any yeah. French? Yeah, she's fluent in French. Whoa, sexy. Yeah, she's, uh, sexy. yeah, Montreal, you gotta speak French. Have you Can guys you been say, out there? I have. I, lo- I actually love Montreal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really beautiful city, and, uh, I found the people to be, uh, m- mostly pretty nice, and, uh, th- there's a lot of hip spots around there. A lot um, of good strip clubs. I've, I didn't. Boom. Club you know Super yes. Sex. I went there and. Have you, have you heard that joke from, uh, who's it? I went to Super Sex and I chose soup. Big mistake. <laughs> uh, it's not That sounds joke. like a Joe Mackey joke. Is that a, is there a place called that? Super Sex, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I went there in uh, three years sober. I went to a bachelor party. I was the only sober guy in this bachelor party, and we stayed at Club Super Sex until the lights came on Get and you could see the carpeting under the lights. <laughs> and I was like pouring beers for everybody with the pitchers, and I think I just wanted to feel like I was a part of it. And uh, while I was doing it, it was really fun. But then the next day, I was just like, oh, I was at a strip club until fucking six in the morning <laughs> horrible that's just like bottom of the barrel things that you do when you're single yeah but yeah. if if you were drunk you would have been like that was awesome yeah exactly yeah it's it's funny though <laughs> but like she's she's supported me when i first started which is very unique you know I mean, yeah. like, that's great uh, yeah she paid for my stuff yeah uh but because comedy is a weird concept for like people that happen to be normal you yeah, know what I mean, like I was just having a conversation with a uh, a fellow comic, and um, sh- uh, she was mentioning how like her relationship uh, fell apart because of comedy. And I've heard this before, where people get in a relationship, um, and the person is attracted to the fact that this person is creative yeah. and you know industrious in that way. But that as soon as the reality of what that entails like yeah. sinks in, then they're like, "Oh fuck! Why do you are, why are you always doing this thing that attracted to me?" You mm-hmm. like. Yeah. In the first place, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very real thing. Like, it happened to me before I started dating my Solana, my girlfriend now. And uh, it, it's just a weird concept. You try to explain to someone that you're going to random, like, open mics and bars and you, you're just, like, doing time. And, it, and you're it, it surrounded just, by tons of beautiful women and yeah, sexy men. Just the best people. And Patrick Holbert. Yeah. You're getting uh, <laughs> you're getting blown before and after before and sets, after set. It's, 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 a, it's amazing. Uh, you know what? So, I got to say this: somebody who listens to this podcast, and we do have listeners, which is crazy. We've had over insane. over a thousand downloads. Get out of here, really? Yeah, it's um, so good. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, somebody who was listening said that like you guys talk about dicks and blowing and other things like that like so much. I mean, so much. But Santa have you is ever a- sucked a dick? No. Not yet. I mean, with you in the room, <laughs> there's there's no lights right now. There's a handsome fellas in here. I mean, uh, you you are the most beautiful man Korean teen girl oh, that I've ever seen, yeah, and uh, I, I just want to go for it. I'm a very attractive gay Asian. Basically, Patrick wants to get after that sweet rosebud. Yeah. Oh, I hate that word for that body part. <laughs> Wait, so your lady's name is Solana? Solana. Yeah. That's a gorgeous name. I like yeah. that. She's yeah. a great. Like I, I, you know, I, I met yeah, her briefly. We had a nice conversation. She's really great. All right, like, let's play. You need to hold on to her. Des- desperately, Sandy. I know. Uh, <laughs> gotta you, get her knocked up. How would she say in French, uh, sit on my face, funny man? <laughs> that's 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 a very complicated sentence. Oh, you don't speak French, then. That's no. the language of love, and that's such a loving sentence to say. <laughs> you would go... Whisper it. 
It's awkward because he's going to listen to Come on, our millions of listeners are waiting for to hear this, Shanti. Can we call her on the phone? Can she say it? Is she fluent? She's, she's more fluent than me, but I can say it. Do it. This is fucking weird. Do it, man. <laughs> Just up turning the lights off even more. No. Arrête my place. Mm. Listeners, did that, that turn you on? That sounded so creepy right now. <laughs> That's not a German. That didn't sound French yeah. to me. But Montreal French is very different. Oh, more percussive, more yeah. uh, snotty. Uh, what? What's wait, it wait, do? wait. I have, I have a, I have a suggestion here. Um, so I'm gonna, um, I'm just gonna play some music and then try it again. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a little bit of like uh, Sting or something like that. There we go. Arrête, Now a little louder. Same phrase. Arrête. This is so weird. <laughs> but you're just saying sit on my face, right? Yeah. I want sit on my face, funny man, or sit on my face, make me chuckle, funny man, comedian. Can you do Jesus. that? Come on, right. do it. man. <laughs> That was hot. That's, that's yeah. I'm, wet, I'm wet right now. Well, I want to know. So you're very nice. You're like a really nice guy. You're a genuine guy. Really nice Does guy. Does Solana have a streak of like, is she tougher than you? Is she a little bit uh, spicy? Is she? Uh, let's just say that. Um, uh. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm I'm a nice guy, but like she's she's like the, the, the perfect. Like she's nice, but she's also like... Um, very pretty. Like she's hot. She's very Super attractive. This, this is going to be such a sad podcast for you when you guys break up. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> yeah, time we knew was gonna, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like no. Look, like, are you in love? Do you guys say love? Yeah, yeah. I said I love you. Like, does she say it back? She said, yeah. She That's a good sign. Um, but but she's she's tough. She's what does she do one. for work? Is she a banker? No, she's not a banker. She uh she actually happens to be. She's going back to school now. What is it? Is Solana? Solana. Solana. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing Santi listening to this podcast as being like, Solana, why did you go? Why, Solana? I spoke French about you on the comics table podcast. Sit on my face. Jesus Christ. Arret. 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 Stop. It's just like you can't even translate that like literally. right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I was trying to come up with the best. It's like in English. It's like, dude, man. Yeah, like like the the you know how the Facebook movie has like it has a different title in French. Mm. It's just like it's not the same. What is it? I don't know, but it's not like the network. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. They don't, it's like the Facebook movie. Yes, yes. Uh, it's not the same thing. But uh, to answer the question, though, she's a very tough person, uh, and she's way more like calm than me. Like I'm, I'm a very like nervous guy. Yeah, sometimes. you're a warrior. I can see it on your face. Can we talk about your not other, now, but like in general, your other relationship? Let's talk about it. What is it, Brad Stahl? Brad Stahl. Oh yeah. How do you say? How does he say? Sit on my face, funny man. How does he Brad, say it? Yeah. You want a very Jewy guy saying that? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear it. How, do, how would Brad say it? <laughs> <laughs> Sit on my face. I'm a Jew. <laughs> this, is so, this is so interesting because you can do so many things with those sound effects. 
You get like little make me do anything. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. we we bought the rights to uh, all of Spotify, so Everything. we can just you know have some fun with that. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, uh, I do love I do love the duo that you guys are, Brad and Brad Santi. And it seems okay. very it seems very um, healthy and like smart to like find somebody that you respect and you can roll with. Like I'm hoping to one day find somebody like that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Now I know I hear you. I I I love both you guys individually, but together you guys make like this great uh, third person that's like really fun too. Yeah, <laughs> really weird looking, yeah. but fun. Yeah, uh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I guess we've we've grown together as uh, as friends and comics. What I like is as hairless as you are is as hairy as Brad is. We're like very mm-hmm. opposite. Yeah. Like we're we're the opposite in terms of like how 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 much of a. Like dick size, like, you're like odd couple, like like the odd couple. He 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 has a lot of hair like on his chest, but none like up here. Yeah, the poor guy. Uh, but I have like no hair here and like a lot here and really good top hair. Yeah, so it's like the total opposite. So you're like, I have hair where it should be. <laughs> and he's and he and he's so the young. Other, the opposite he's like, of that. He's 24, right? He's 24. Yeah. And you're like, I'm tw- no, I'm 29. No, you're like 44, but you look 29. Like yeah. you're very mature. You have a good job. I have a good job. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I, I see. I long ago, this was like over a year ago. Uh, I got the pleasure of re- of doing a podcast with you guys, the Brunch Buddies podcast. And I remember we did that at your apartment, which was so freaking sweet, man. That was a. Like, oh, dude, that was a year ago. Yeah, and that puts that puts this. That puts this view to a gosh darn shame. Oh, yeah, like a, oh. Santi's a baller. He's a fucking baller. Get his his here. his apartment building is like posh as how hell. many how many cocaine services are on your apartment? Uh, like twenty. Yeah, glassy <laughs> like a glassy <laughs> breakfast bar. Glassy lots dining. of cocaine. XX cocaine services. Solana uh, is the name of a girl who dates a cocaine addict. Oh, of course, yeah. What was she? What is Solana? Is she is she she's, black? Uh, no, she's she's Italian and Irish. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. And, but I mean, I didn't answer the question. I, I said she's the perfect person for me because she is calm and she is tough. Calm and tough. Yeah. Uh, so whenever I have like my like, I have a lot of mental breakdowns, meltdowns. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so she's has the ability to just talk to me and be like, Hey, listen, man, it's going to be fine. You're funny. Regard, you know, like so that's she, interesting. That's so really you, nice. so you have a real, t- I mean, cause you seem like a perpetually positive person, right? And, okay. Yeah. And, and Patrick and I were just talking about the ways that we beat ourselves up like this time of year, like, especially like end of fall, like it's like. I'm always doing like Tristan a year in review and you know, up ah, you fucked up this, you know, <laughs> um, in March, 2016, in March 2016. You completely fucked your life again. <laughs> That's um, funny. You missed yet another opportunity as you watched your friends pass you by. <laughs> um, but uh, what about you? Like, uh, do you uh, like what, what kind of yeah, destructive what, yeah, mental? What's destructive there for Santi? Because you seem like a really positive. <laughs> but person. that's funny that I, I'm not a I'm like I'm a positive guy, and like I talk to my, you know, my friends, my family, and I try to be as positive as I possibly can. Because we human nature is just you always have the tendency of like pick. You got to pick. I don't know why this is a thing that you always fixate on the things that make you sad. Yeah, that's just what we do as people. Like yeah. humans have the ability to like be their only self-generated fucking asshole. You know, like we're we're always trying to make our, sh- we're we're trying to make sure that we're not happy. Like yeah. we're the best at making ourselves unhappy. And and I try my best, which is I you know what I don't know I I. 
talk my problems with with my close friends like whenever yeah. i have insecurities about like where i'm going with my comedy or relationships and stuff and they're the ones who know how negative uh, i can get sometimes like my girlfriend my solana uh she nicknamed uh she had a nickname for me she called me sati oh when i get when i get sad and and my name is Santi. So Santi. So he's like, stop oh. being such a Santi. And when you're sexy, are you like satin? I'm like satin. Yeah. Satin. When you're satin. mad, satin. You're satin. Satin. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, you, so, when you're feeling granola, you're, you're satin. Yeah. But she she gets she's seen me at, when I have like crazy moments when when I'm like I just pretty much doubt everything I'm doing and and that's um, four months in, right? Yeah, but like we've known each other for like seven, eight that's years. That's true. Yeah. See, now that's pretty cool because having that kind of um, that kind of basis of your relationship's got to make it stronger. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. most people are not able to get into that deep, like that early in the relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How is she so in tune to emotional things? Is she a professional? Does she have experience with this kind of stuff? Is she an artist? She's an artist. Her dad was uh, my actually her dad was my improv teacher. Oh. Um, so where'd you take improv? Uh, it was in Montreal. It was oh, Montreal. This place. In Montreal. Did you ever do Just for Laughs or anything like I, that? I I volunteer for Just for Laughs. Uh, I mean, you once. have you know you have to have like an agent to get in there. Yeah, or, to get like or to perform. Your new faces. Yeah, no, no, you yeah. gotta. It takes forever to get in yeah. the whole like. But you work? Did you work? Did you work a show? I, I was working. No, I I I was working at the airport. I was just greeting like people. Did you get a lanyard and a clipboard? Yeah. That sounds and cool. They tell you that was my first year or second year in comedy, and they're like, "Don't tell them you're a comedian. That's like prohibited. Don't if, don't bring it up." Like, yeah. Just, and that was the first night I did. Every time I talked to someone, I was like, "I'm a comedian," and they're like, "Oh, good for you." Yeah, and then I was fired immediately. No, there, no one cared. I met <laughs> no, I met so many funny people that like I met uh, Amy Schumer before she was like I didn't meet her, but like I I was at the airport, I was like, "Hey, what's up?" At the uh, airport, she blew you. She, yeah. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Oh, you know, I, I was, I love talking about Amy Schumer because I, I, I respect what she's done with her career, but I, but she has this whole persona in her standup where she is like somebody who would just, yeah, I'll just fuck every, fuck everybody, and I drink everything, and it's like I don't think any of those things are actually true to her as a person. Like, no, she, seems she like, talks about that. Yeah, like I, you know what? I saw her at the co- at the comedy cellar one one evening. And it was like right after all that stuff came out on Reddit where people were accusing her of like um, being a joke thief. And uh, oh, yeah, that was and, bad. Yeah. And, but she was talking about how, yeah, yeah, I'm stealing jokes from some fucking woman that like nobody even knows of, like from 20 years ago, like that has that's to do about this subject that every, you know, she was just kind of talking about how ridiculous that was. But she was also talking about dating. A, a guy who's not a celebrity and like how him and his family have to deal with like dating her. And I thought like all that stuff was super engaging and interesting. Yeah. Um, cause it was so, it was real. Yeah. You know I mean, I like that kind of stuff. But you also relate to it because you're a comic. So it's like compelling to you specifically because I think, you know, I think that's compelling to anybody. I think, look, here's the thing. If you're, if you're giving the people, uh, dick and pussy jokes and fart jokes and all that kind of stuff. There's a good contingent of people out there that will just lap la- lack that up la- or lap it up. They'll love it. Yep. You know, they they love it, love it, love it. But at the same time, like you can give those same people like smart jokes, jokes that are real and personal, and they could love that stuff too. You know, like it's uh, it's really up to you to, to kind of what kind of content you want to put out there and putting it out there in a smart way that. Yeah, you know. yeah. I'm so curious how she's gonna handle this new wave of people shit talking her for being cast as the new Barbie in the Barbie movie. 
which I think is great. Oh, I, I think that's that. so she got cast that's as cool. new Barbie. That's... I think that's what it is. I know she's involved in the new Barbie. We'll get on one of our computers here to confirm it, but it's already people like shit talking the, the the casting decision for that. Uh, I think it's cool. I think she's hilarious. I'm a huge fan. The joke, the lame joke I just made about her blowing you at the airport is yeah. just made <laughs> being silly. Uh, but I think she's she's fucking amazing. Like I wanted to call you to task about that, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Dude, I saw her at Whiplash when she was prepping her special. Uh, I saw her at Whiplash maybe six months before the HBO special, and it was so fucking cool to see her there. She had a piece of cardboard. Yeah, that she had her set list written on. She was in a damn sweatsuit and like she Louis did 15, opened the show and then she did like 45. That's and awesome. it was just great. It was just like so fun to see. It's fun to see uh like, you know, big uh established comedians like just doing their craft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Seeing when I saw Gaff again for the first like I was just thinking of him. Yeah. He, 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 you know, it's funny to see how they have like some sort of like different energy when they get up there. You're like, wow. Like, it was just fun to watch a pro who's been doing this for so many years just like have like an open mic in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. They're just like, that's how they test drive their jokes. Yeah. And at a show, like, that's such a luxury to have as a, like, Think about it, like as a comic, like having people laugh at your jokes that are new, it's probably the best feeling. Yeah. And you've created that space for people like him sometimes, right? Like you put on these shows and yeah. he's dropped in on your show, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah so what's, what's that show? What is the show that you, because we want to, you know, promote that obviously, but also just kind of like find out more about what's the show that you, that it's, is it, is I started, it you, you and Brad or is no, it, is well, it just we, you? Yeah, no, it started with Brad. Well, actually Brad's my, you know, he's my go-to man for everything, but we started this show, It Matters, uh, first show was at Pioneers. It Matters. It Matters Comedy, yeah. yeah. And the Pioneers Bar on 29th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It Matters started at Pioneers Bar. That first show was pretty bad. It was horrible. Um, we, you know, Pioneers is not a good place for comedy. That is a tough It's room. very distracting. You know, you would be telling a joke, and then you would hear, like, the machine in the back going, beam, 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 beam. Or the like, Jenga book. Do you know that it was yeah. originally called Comedy Bar? It was uh, actually yeah, Adrian yeah, told me that it was yeah. originally called Comedy Bar, and they had all these pictures of like comedians that had passed away, like all those profiles of them up on. And it's owned by the same guy that owns like the Pit Improv, yeah, like the uh, People's Improv Theater and uh, Simple Studios, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they that was like that was the and for for whatever reason they changed it, but I think because they set it up with that stage on the left hand side, but then they have that bar, and there's no separation between them. There's no sound. And people just kind of wander into the performance space and just, hey, what's going on, Doug? Yeah, and no, there's yeah. multiple huge sets of Jenga. Like, oh, yeah that, yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Which is a lot of fun and dangerous, but it's uh, also like it makes it impossible for people to hear you. Oh, it's so it was so hard to do comedy. So yeah. the show was bad. First Matters sucked. Yeah. And How many uh, times did you do it there like that? Just once. And, and, and then we – I knew the guys at Eastville – and they, you know, they offered it. It's like, do you, do you want to do it here? So uh, I did my first show at Eastville. That was fun. And and how many people were you were you getting into these shows? <sighs> the first one I had, Joe List, headlined that one. That's great. And, and did you just cold call, reach out to him, be like, hey, you want I to I met do? Joe List in Montreal. Oh, okay. I, I met him at the Comedy Works in nice. Montreal. Um, I, I used to be, you know, I used to go to open mics. And there was, in Montreal, there was this thing called the um, Best of Open Mics. So best of open mic, and it was 
every Monday. Any of you were the best. You get to perform on the weekend on Sunday. That's so and cool. And if you won the Sunday, you get to perform whatever the Friday or the Saturday, the headliners in town. Uh-huh. So I remember I won, yeah, the one time that I did it, that I went all the way, Joe Liz was headlining that weekend. And I got to like see him perform like 45 minutes. And then I came out to him after the thing and I was like, dude, that was incredible. You know, like, how do you get that funny? And he basically said, New York. Yeah. Um, Oh, and that was before you came to. Before, so he, did he yeah. inspire you to get to come to yeah. New York? Yeah, I, I, I would go to the comedy works and like talk to like I talked to Keith Alberstadt, Mike Vickian, like a bunch of people, and everything directed me to like you have to move. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, you talk to these people; they're heavyweights, and and Montreal doesn't have that level of comedy. I mean, if if, if you're a Montreal, Montreal com- comics, if you're listening right now, let us know what you think about that statement in the comments. Uh, even, it's true, though. I mean, like. Could people comment on yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, well, they could. I think they on could. the site. I think so. Maybe. Anyway, Santi thinks they're all piles of garbage. No, there's really funny people in Montreal, but <laughs> they're not as funny as New York. Comics. You know who I really like in Montreal? What is his name? He's a little short guy with glasses. He was in New York for like a summer or something. Uh, like two years ago, I met him. Uh, Danny DeVito. Peter. Uh, Peter. Peter. Radomsky. 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 So yeah. funny. I got I got a f- bad story with Peter Rudomsky. What if he listens to this? Uh, it's f- no, no. I mean, like we're fine now. But All right, let's hear it. Let's when hear I first it. started doing comedy, everyone was like, kind of like that mean. Mike is mean to me. I remember, like one night, I saw Peter at the Comedy Works, and I called him Pete. Oh. Like, hey, Pete, how you doing? And he's like, it's not Pete, it's Peter. And he gave me this like, what a diva. So I, Peter Rudomsky's a diva. Hey, Peter, let us know in the comments what you think <laughs> about that. Um, so we didn't start with like, you know, like he kind of like didn't like that. Yeah. And I never got booked at the open mic at the comedy nest for oh. like six months. Was he in charge of it? Yeah. So there's one open mic a week at the comedy there's nest? Like, yeah, there's there's two now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Like part of me wonders how I would do in a middle sized town, like doing like... Would I be? Is that an easy way to become a house MC somewhere? It's the, this, definitely easy way for you to bang all the ladies of that town. Yeah, toothless yep. Mon- Montreal chicks. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, but we, wait, wait, wait! I want to, I want to, I want to dial us back a little bit for a second because we've extrapolated out here. We got to get to brunch buddies. Well, I, well we want to get to, but we were talking about it matters. Oh, it matters. Yeah. So and, and uh, yeah. So, so Joe Liz headline. Joe Liz headline. This was, but this was the first one at Eastville. First one is yeah. And then we had Mark Norman. Uh, Mark Norman, he headlined Man, the second one. That's fucking... Yeah, yeah. But, but Joe had a good time, so he was like, hey, why don't you reach out to Mark? I didn't know Mark before. But how many people were you, have, were you bringing to these shows? Like, how many people like did you get out? 55, 65. Oh, that's great. That's a great turnout. Yeah. So it was... I was like a second show? I was... Yeah. The first couple of shows were good. And then it kind of like during the summer, like, Project did one of the horrible shows that I had there. I had fun. It was a fun show, but it was like only like ten people or some less. It yeah, like, it was not good. Did I? I did one of your shows. But I've done I don't way think it was worse an, shows. I don't think it was an It Matters show, but maybe it was. This was like no, you did an It Matters. Was it? Was it the that one show? where you were wearing the leather jacket? Yeah, yeah. And I brought that guy up on stage. Yeah, yeah. that was so fun. <laughs> that was a fun show. That's cool. You guys should talk about yeah, that stuff that show. I wasn't there for. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that that I, I did one of those shows and it was really fun. Yeah. Eastville, Eastville, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so you did how many shows at Eastville? <laughs> mm, before, but 
I, I I'm still doing shows at East. Yeah, Island. I feel like you've probably done like twenty by now. Uh, still, are they it matter shows? Or are they no? Other they're shows? independent okay. shows. Okay. I t- I tend to co-produce like I co-produce with people at Eastville. All right, but we're talking about it matters. It right? matters. Like, then so- we moved it to. I knew the 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 owner of New York Comedy Club. How did uh, how did that how did that happen? My friend from Montreal, Daniel Gerardo, he introduced me to the the owner. So maybe maybe the thing is you do live in Montreal first because evidently you have connections all over the place when you move to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a fart? Could you guys hear that? Yeah, I heard the fart. <laughs> I was like, Patrick, what was that? Did you just mumble something? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did. That might be a smelly one. Sorry, guys. Uh, um, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I started, I, before I moved to New York, I had, I had already been doing comedy for two years. Okay. Um, in Montreal. In Montreal, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I hustled in Montreal like for two years. Yeah. Or more. Well, no matter where you do comedy, you got to hustle it, right? Yeah. So, how do you keep? How do you keep hustling when you're feeling down? How do you keep hustling? Ooh, that's a tough. Uh, I talked to my girlfriend there. Oh yeah, we talked about that already. I was, I was. There's been breaking points where I want to quit comedy. Yeah. Um. How many times? Three times. It it hasn't happened. Like, it, it used to happen once a week. Yeah. Like probably every Tuesday after some <laughs> weird open mic. Like yeah. where you legitimately wanted to quit. Yeah, I was like, I don't need this. That's only happened to me one time where I thought about legitimately quitting. No, it was just, it didn't make sense to like, you know, like you had a tough day at the office or like whatever you, whatever you do during the day. And then like you go out of your way to go to an open mic and like you get shit from like a fucking asshole that you're like, yeah. really? What the fuck? Like, yeah. this is not, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not getting like my bank for the buck yeah no some days it makes zero sense to be doing it it's just like so i had moments where i was like i wasn't thinking like i'm better than this but i was just like it's so exhausting that yeah i keep sidetracking tristan's line of questioning i'm sorry oh no it's fine you had Uh, us going in a direction no i'm just trying to i I want i want to i want to hear about this progression of it matters because i think this is something that's i think what's interesting to me but i think that there's other people out there that um, you know, maybe are interested in, in like what it takes to, to have a show that's because a lot of people out there are trying to do produce like, all right. So comedians have different paths to try to get into comedy. Right. Yeah. And, and one of them is to produce your own stuff. Now I personally am not like a huge, I'm not a huge fan of producing my own shows. Like I like going to shows. I mean, yeah. I like performing in shows, but like the produce, the producing works a lot of work yeah. for oftentimes very little return. Yeah. Um, but if you can get it going big and you can get it going strong, like you do, like you can get big names that come out and it can, and it can be like, wow, I put this thing together. Yeah. It matters has been like a very, very particular thing. Cause it started with, you know, like the bar show that I said that sucked. And then we had Joe List and we had Mark Norman. Then we had Gaffigan. Then we had Keith Albert's death. And that now, did Gaffigan of, drop in or did you specifically ask? No, him? he dropped in. It was, it was a packed show and the, the, Bartender was like, "Hey, you know, Gaffigan wants to do a set." And I was like, "I don't know. It's pretty packed." Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're uh, like, tell him to sign up on the list outside. Yeah. <laughs> he could come at I two o'clock say, in the I was, afternoon. I was at a stand show. I was doing a stand show the other other day, and he dropped in and did like 15 minutes. It was 11 people in the crowd, and he still came in and like. Work those eleven people, oh, yeah. and this is a guy that you know doesn't need to do he's this. Been doing but he comedy just, long he does arenas. He's doing this whole bit about like uh, I think it was like the Fairfield Inn by Marriott, and just like the concept of that and the idea of uh, of an inn being by Marriott and all that kind of stuff. And it actually was not getting very many laughs. 
because you could tell he had like just come up with this concept and he's just working on it. Yeah. But then like there's other stuff that like the the, the further along in his set, he, he went like the more stuff that he was doing that clearly he had been working on a little bit longer. It was just like watching him bring out all these different sketches of jokes that and the more fleshed out they were, the progressively louder the volume of the laughter was until yeah. – you know, he brought out something that people were fucking dying. <laughs> Dude, just... he, yeah, I mean, the, I think that the more famous you get or the most you understand the game of comedy, then I think that you have to be humble. Yeah, You got to have some humility. So doing a show that has 10, 11 people is just as good as the show. He was like, I think I have more children than there are people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I got a question for you about him and those scenarios. When somebody that big drops in on your show... Do you tell them like, yeah, I got ten minutes for you, or do they say it's always awkward to just light him? Do you? Yeah, did you light him? And did, I, I other... had to. He was doing. He was going like over fifteen, and I was like, if I don't light him now, it's going to be a shitty show. Yeah. What about you, Tristan? Did you guys light him? Uh, yeah, we did, and he went like he went over by five to ten minutes, yeah. and he saw the light. Saw yeah, the but light. it's Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. It's like if he wants to go over, he goes over. I mean, yeah. there's there's certain com- comedians that come in and the the. The, I mean, I've I've heard of uh, instances of like Chappelle dropping by the comedy cellar, and they're like, "Okay, we're just going to cancel the rest of the shows and uh, send the comedians home and just let him do his thing for the next two hours." It's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So, I mean, it just depends on the level of uh, comedian that you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, like it's just I don't know, man. Like comedy is a very weird thing because you get to like hang out with famous people and you're like what the fuck and then like you go back to the open mics and right because it feels like you're just we've talked about this before but it feels like you're just like right there you're right on the precipice because i just did a show i produced a show and jim gaffigan was in it right yeah yeah. but then you're but it's an illusion because you're really yeah you're really very far from that, but it feels oh, like you're... It, it feels like you're doing something, right. but at the same time... It but just, you are doing something, but it's just like the level of what that is and what that it's, means. It's an interesting... You know, it makes you feel like you're doing something nice. Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to gauge where you are in comedy. Like, I don't think that there's like a benchmark or some sort of like sure. comedy standard that like this is like year two, this is year yeah. three, this is year six. Like, I've been doing comedy for like over five years and I'm still a no name, and I still suck. So it doesn't matter where you. Well, at are. least you believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I have a girlfriend that believes in me. I think you know uh, what? I think in terms of where you are, really, just comes down to how um, objectively funny are you in every scenario, to yeah. where you can just kind of be in. You know, because the thing is, I I was used to think about it in terms of like, oh well, at this point, I I want to start hosting, and at this point, I want to start getting passed at clubs like I, I was passed at a club and then the booker changed and then i'm not passed at that club anymore because the new booker doesn't know me and they're like i'm not booking you i don't know who you are yeah um doesn't matter that you did 20 shows here already you know like um and and that all that stuff can happen overnight you know you can have a hosting gig that's on the regular and then that good gig yeah. goes away and then yeah. you don't have that gig anymore and you're back to square one in terms so it's not about that progression it's about like your level of skill and you know yeah 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 I'm, that's a hard uh, thing to gauge though it's it, imagine like comedy is a highly unstable um it's a highly unstable lifestyle because you're you're pretty much 
reaching out for uh, people to tell you're you're funny. Like it's a validation. Well, I think it's any creative field, right? Like any, any yeah. you know, it's yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, there's like a level of validation, but but I think comedy has that immediate validation, like in the moment, like as it's happening, which yeah. is very particular to that to that form. Yeah, because you could have like you could make a painting and then. Yeah. Maybe you sell the painting or maybe you get a, a review written up about it. That's the only way that you would know that like people are into what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is, do you care? How much do you care about that? You know, like, yeah, it's, it's because doing the brunch buddies, we always, we started with the concept of let, let's talk to people who've been doing this forever. Yeah. Let's talk to professional comics that have been, you know, headlining and doing all kinds of stuff. And that's engaging. That's a great stuff to listen it was, to. It was, it was a very fascinating process because we got to talk to headliners like, you know, Aaron Berg, Liz Milley, Mark Norman, uh, so many brilliant comedians that, that, that you're like, you've been doing this for over like a decade. Like, what do you think? And everyone says the same thing. The consensus is like, just got to keep doing it. Yeah. You're into your 50 something episode, right? At this point, right? 54. Yeah. Yeah. This is the brunch buddies podcast for anybody listening. Yeah. So we started as a, it was like a discovery process of like, Oh, let's figure out what the formula is to like make it. And we just realized that there is no formula. There's just, you got to just don't quit. Just keep doing it wherever you are. You go to freaking Florida, do a show. You go back to Montreal, do a show. You're in New York, try to do as many shows as you can. Yeah. And the more people get to know who you are, the more the people get to relate to your comedy. Next time you do a show, maybe you'll have ten people show up. Yeah. Um, being passed at a club is such a subjective thing. Like it doesn't really matter. It's not going to get you any. It just gives you opportunities to perform. It gives you stage time, and it gives you the ability to get more Twitter followers. That's that's all it gives you. I got a question for you, Santi. With interviewing 50-plus headlining-level comedians or in that neighborhood, whatever the number is, do you find that uh, the things that bug them in terms of like getting to the next level or whatever, do you think it's all similar to what the the feelings we have about... Yeah, oh, it's the same. It's just the, the open mic mentality is a very... You know, what we do is... We're trying to get stage time on a show. What they're doing is they already got the shows. They're trying to get stage time on TV or a big theater or something. Yeah. So it doesn't stop. It's not like once you get past the the comedy seller that all of a sudden you're, yeah, you made it. No, that's just the first phase. It's just like never ending. It never ends. So that's why you have to really appreciate the process and the lifestyle that it brings you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Comedy, you have to stay up late a little bit. You have to talk to the people you're doing comedy with. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a nice, positive guy because I understand that if you're famous, like if you two became super famous after this podcast and you had your own thing going on, if I was a dick to both of you, then you'd be like, "Fuck that guy! That guy yeah. was a fucking asshole." Oh yeah, I got a shit list, fifty names long. People, <laughs> I'm never gonna help out. So if you're not nice to the people you're coming up with, then, then I think you're pretty fucked. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I give people shit from, um, in terms of like, um. Like in a from a performance perspective, like when I'm up on stage and I'm hosting, sometimes like I'll tease people. Um, I think personally, though, I would never do that. Like I, I think like I respect everybody's journey. That everybody's kind of doing this thing that's really difficult. And except kind of- John Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's just our John Fox shout out of the show. John, you know we love you. You know what? Yeah. So John Fox is is a good is is a great example. Like this is a guy. That um, just keeps doing it. He keeps coming out every day. He, he keeps working at it. 
And, and you know, I tease him because, uh, you know, there's plenty of times he does sets that, that really stink out loud. But you know what? <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. But you know what? He <laughs> continues to do it, and I can see him improving. Yes. You know, and I yes. know that he'll get to a point where he'll be able to effortlessly effortlessly um express his his viewpoint and his um voice in a way that um is unique to him and funny him and funny and it just but it's just to keep doing it keep doing it for some people i think they start off at more of a disadvantage yeah um some people less just depends on what you have going on i mean think of what todd barry must have been like as an open micer that would have been funny to watch i mean he's fucking painfully awkward now like if you imagine thank god he's so funny yeah but yeah like you don't know who's going to get so good. Well, and you know what the fun like what changes a comedy career is a credit or getting to know someone that's going to get you to the next level. Well, it's about it's about draw, right? Like well, see the, this is something I was talking about too and, th- and this is also I want to get back into the it matters a little bit because um the interesting thing in producing these shows is uh, you know when you're dealing with bookers or when you're dealing with like club owners, like a lot of people like at the end of the day you like I don't think that you can live your life being wor- worrying about uh, the bottom dollar of these clubs, but you have to be aware of it. Yeah, like you have to be aware that at the end of the day, like these guys are trying to sell tickets, they're trying yeah. to sell booze, they're trying to make money with their business. They need you to fill the room, right? And so if you go in there like I'm a freaking superstar here, like super cocky about it, it's like it's not about um, it's not about you so much as like what kind of draw do you have, mm-hmm. like or or are you going to have a, create an experience for their customers that they want to come back again? You know, a lot of times that's what that club, you know, one, you know, so like, like people go, go on, they produce these shows, at these clubs and things are going really well, but then they get cocky because they're like, oh, my show is going so great. Yeah. And it's bringing the, and, and at the end of the day, these clubs like are like, I'll I tell can, you what the highlight of yeah. it matters has been. Yeah. Um, I started, we, Brad and I started the show as, as, as a way of getting to know headliners and get people of value to, you know, Headline the show, whatever. Um, our idol was Gary Goldman. Like Gary Goldman yeah. was my, you know, before I moved to New York, I used to watch his comedy twenty four seven. He's amazing. He's incredible. He's a very funny man. Very and, tall man. And yeah, he's a very tall man. Hefty testicles. <laughs> and and I reached out to Gary six times before he ever did my show. Like I would message him. And say, hey, can you do my show? And he's like, no, I'm like going, I'm going to be in. Like, Me the, too. And he responds every time. And he gets back to you every time. And what, why do you think you love him so much? His comedy is such, like, such a different type of approach to stand up. Like, he's a very smart, very uh, storytelling kind of comic. Oh, uh huh. Are, are you? What? What are you doing? No, I just want to. I just want to hear like what you really love about Gary, Gary Goldman. Goldman. Are you gonna make? Gary's a very smart. He's a very smart comic, and his comedy is so. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I really do. No, uh, so you finally booked him. You, you you messaged him, and you were relentless. And then he did the show. Well, right? yeah, I I bugged him like so much that he was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm gonna do the show." Um, he wasn't like that. He was just like, okay, cool. I'm finally available. Once, you know, like, let's talk to me the week before the show. Yeah. And, and, you know, he did it and it was an awesome show. And like, you know, he kind of like just came up to me. How did he do? He, 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 I hate you. I hate both of you so much. Um, okay. So I guess my love for Gary's out there. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we we uh, we respect it. Everybody, uh, he's amazing. I mean, he's like, like his last Conan set was just like mind blowing. I watched. Was that. that the role play with the girlfriend? Was no, that? the uh, oh yeah, that one did come out after. I'm thinking of the Postal Codes one. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah, oh, it's so good. So let me ask you. So with the, with it matters. Um, when when you got into you've been you, you're still at New York Comedy Club doing that every yeah. what every week? once a month yeah. once a month once yeah. a month and how long have you been doing it there now? Mm, over a year. That's that's awesome. And um, as as it stayed pretty consistent in terms of like, the, we've never had a bad show at New York Comedy Club. That's great. That's been very fortunate. We've always had a good it matters. Um, what do you think's next for that show? Um, I think I want to make it a weekly something mm-hmm. like it, it would be fun to have like a bar that would be open to have it matters as as the banner as as the brand and and just have like a very intimate like 20 people sort of bar like i i like to be able to get more funny guys on it matters well, it's just hard because you know people reach out to you and they're like hey can i do your show it's like it's a monthly show and i only get like four spots like it's just because most of it is pros right yeah oh because you're booking at the club well, it's, and it's, they tell well, it's you. a it's it's a fr- it, it's hard to get a friday show at, a, at the club like we're now at like a friday feature show so it's borderline house show and and so they do they do have like two guest spots yeah so yeah. they're getting like someone like Joe Mackey and Joe List, and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to bring someone that, you know what I mean? Like, so you have to be balanced with what you're yeah, getting. Yeah. And they have to be pre approved by the, the booker. How do right. you, how do you keep on top of like generating material or working on your own material? How do you keep the focus on your creative process when you're producing so much? Well, it's, it's been one of the flaws in the past uh, year that I haven't developed enough material new yeah. material like over the past two years when i was so um i guess trying to make this show successful the podcast all that stuff the office so i had a lot of moving parts and and i was barely coming up with any new jokes which was very sad i would just have like very ranty sets at the open mic and just talk yeah and be like hey i hate donald trump and like stuff like that and just going like you know, little rents I got laughs, but they weren't really stand up. It was just me having mental breakdowns, <laughs> and 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 people being like, "Well, that was something." The sad, uh, the sad, the sad. would come out. Um, but now I'm taping my half hour special in May, and I'm I'm coming up with like new material. Like I'm I'm okay, making the I wanna, effort. I want to talk to you about that. I'm yeah. I'm interested in that because I've been talking about that. Like I've been hearing about comics that are out there that are just taping their half hour special <laughs> like yeah. like it's not like there's any like tv deal or anything like that right like it's just well the the pro the people that, that are legitimately taping it at the club are doing it for comedy central so, so is it if like Suba, an, if is Suba it is doing it she's doing it for comedy central yeah so to submit so to submit, submit for, for, for comedy central yeah. then if they like it they'll produce it and they'll have like a half yeah. hour comedy central so special. you um that's what you're trying to put together now I'm trying to put together just half an hour. Like I want to tape uh, a good. Like I know I have 15 minutes of of jokes that I've worked on for five years. Yeah, you know I mean, like I know I have. Them. I guess I just want to understand like what people. Um, what the point of doing that? Yeah, because like I'm. I'm just. I'm genuinely interested. Like I like I'm like so I've probably I know I've got like I could just do 20 minutes easily. Like. With, with just material if I if I wanted to do that. Yeah. But it's certainly not uh, 20 minutes that I'd want to put on TV by any stretch. No, I um, think it's more of a... For, for, I mean, I can... I mean, what, whoever's doing it, like, I, I don't know why they're doing it, but my my 
my fundamental reason to do this is because I want to set myself a uh, a comedic goal, goal yeah. of after five years, or it'll be my six year anniversary actually. So after six years of doing stand up, I'm going to turn thirty very like in eight months, and then your life's over. And then clock's gonna, ticking, bro. Yeah, things are changing. You so. might want to book this recording for February. <laughs> Birthday's August second, so I still got a couple months. Um, What's August second? My birthday. Oh, like it's okay. right around the like half it's, a year. It's half. It's three fourths of a year from now. So, so I want to be able, right there. I want to be able to say <laughs> that I taped half at my like something before ten thirty. And yeah. this more a, of a personal sort of personal thing. goal. That's that's yeah. I, can, I can respect that. And you would put it out in the world. Yeah. and it would just be it'll a be thing produced and it'll be Santa's half hour special from. Whatever. So not to like, uh, like sow the seeds of doubt by any stretch, but because this is just the way my mind works, I would be really hesitant to do that personally because I would feel like if this if this is not of the utmost quality, then I'm putting this thing out to the world that's representing myself this way. People are going to see this, and then that's what they're going to associate with me as a performer. Even if like in two years from now I'm like that was fucking garbage. It's too too late. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. I mean, I, I, I regret posting the first video I've ever posted on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, or or YouTube for that matter. Like, I hate it. Well, there's I, a, there's something different between like Facebook or YouTube. You can always get rid of those things if you want to yeah. or whatever. Else. But if you're actually like submitting this to like Comedy Central or something of that nature, yeah. like that's you know, well, that's if, next if, level. If, if I'll be honest, if it really sucks, then I'll just be like, yeah, oh, guys, <laughs> yeah, that was bad, yeah, and then move on. But if if it, something funny comes out of it and like if there's something of value, then sure. I'm going to be proud of it and I'm, I'll put it on my website and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I do got to say, like Gaffigan, if you listen to pod long interviews with him, he'll talk about long tapes he released back in the early 90s or whenever yeah. he just put shit out just so people could hear him yeah and that was pre-internet yeah. so there was its own reasons for doing it back then i think it's yeah. really interesting there's no one right way or wrong way and i i don't and i you i'm know just interested fun? in the way people approach um, this stuff i'm 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 always like i had a lot of like mental sort of like limitation when i started i was very limited like I would talk to comics and take their advice for like, oh, that's the way it is. You yeah, know, like yeah, you yeah. have to do it this way. And like there was a lot of entitlement in Montreal of like, this is the way it should be done. And like you cannot be passed at a club after a certain thing. And like there's a lot of unspoke like there was a lot of rules that I was like, but this is just made up. Like yeah. you guys are just being like entitled and you guys are telling other people how to do things. Yeah, some people like to play the expert. So what's funny is when, when it's somebody who's been doing it less than uh, you know, two years. Yeah. So I had all this like wondering of like how do what's a real path to like you know, being funny and like doing comedy. And then moving to New York was the best thing that happened to me because I I got to talk to so many different levels of comics mm-hmm. and, and it just get, gave me a sense of like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you do. The fact that you're doing it and if you own it mm-hmm. and if you if you mm-hmm. if you really go, you know, like don't don't do it halfway. You know, if you're gonna do a podcast, make sure that you fucking commit to it. If you're gonna do a show, make sure you commit to it. Don't quit. And and so maybe something nice is going to come out of it. So yeah. if I'm saying I'm going to do a half hour special and it may be shitty because the material's not ready, if I do a a good job of putting like the whole show together, like the crowd and like the value of the taping is good enough, and and you I, do enough and cocaine I have a, before and I, you get up there. I do just super cocaine before I go on. Yeah. Well, one way or another, you're gonna what you're saying. You're gonna get value out of it. You're either yeah. gonna get a tape that you can put on your website, or you're gonna get maybe a little bit more draw because people have seen you do this this half an hour and they like you. And yeah, 
Um, you're going to get the respect of your peers, you know, for doing it's know. and it's. I want to be able to learn how to make a half hour special. Right. Like, I want to be able to understand how that's done. There's just a lot. There's some people out in the community that they're kind of haters, and like it's like when they see somebody. Uh, trying to um, really reach out and like ex- exceed what they're doing, yeah. That they get like, what the hell? you know, what is this what, person? Why doing? is he doing a half hour? He sucks. Yeah, uh, or yeah, whatever. You know, it's yeah. it's. But that's what people said when I started. It matters. People were like, dude, are you ready to start a now, show? Isn't that what Brad did in in Florida? Did he do a half hour? He did a half. He did forty five minutes. Ooh, and you were and you were. Um, I open. I I I hosted and opened the show. You were holding his hand and greasing his balls. The dude, whole he journey. was incredible. Like I mean, as much as. You know he he's very like he's only two years in and like he's he's a funny guy but like, yeah. there's a lot of things that we got to learn as comics. He fucking crushed it. Like I was there. He was a it was a over a hundred people like over so not over three hundred people, and it was it was a theater. People liked it. People were having fun. It was a good tape. Um, it was a really incredible experience. That's, That's what got me inspired to like say, hey man, you've been doing this longer than Brad. What the fuck? Yeah. How how lazy are you that you're not doing this? Well, what I love about both you guys just going for it is just the fucking attitude of like, who gives a shit what anybody else thinks about it? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And like, it does not. All that other stuff is just it's noise. It's the prejudice of like, what if like the open mic guy that's very cool is going to think that I'm a <laughs> hack? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? The open mic guy that's super funny, super like the guy who's original that's always like in the back of the room being yeah. like I'm so hilarious but he's not really going out of he's, his way to he, do something yeah he's not getting out of his comfort zone guys I'm right here I'm like sitting <laughs> right here <laughs> it's it's I agree that there is an element of like you also want to work on your craft and be funny that I get that that's so important like you yeah. have to be hilarious you yeah. have to be undeniably funny so that people take you seriously yes but you also have to try to develop on different levels and you just got to take risks and just like like not overthink stuff and have faith that it's going to go as good as it can go. And just have sex bareback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take- That's how brunch buddies got started. <laughs> yeah. That's how we fucking did it, man. Oh, we yeah. had gay sex and it was, oh, it was, oh, yeah. We must be getting close to having to wind down here, Tristan. Hey. Where was we- brunch buddies started again? I can do it in Spanish. I can go oh, like, yeah, yeah, see. Those, those brunch buddies. Yes, I own us. Yes, I yes. <laughs> don't guess so. Um, I don't know. We got you know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. Dude. I think that there is an element of 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 always like wondering what other people are thinking. Like that's a fucked up thing about like. You always have this in your brain. There is this brain that says you're funny. You can do it. Like that's what you get on stage. This is what you're trying to like. Like there's a part of your brain that says you're capable of doing this, and there's the other part of your brain that's constantly like second yeah. guessing what you're doing, and like that's a part of the brain that's saying, "Oh, but what if like this guy thinks that, or what if that?" That's my brain. That's my whole brain. That's your whole brain. Yeah. But uh, then you wouldn't be able to do stand up because <laughs> that's the thing. Like you yeah. talk to regular people, and they're like, "Oh, we'd never be able to do that." Like, yeah, anyone can do stand up. Saying we got a couple more minutes. Is there anything you want to share with our millions and millions of listeners in terms of just any thoughts or any thoughts? How, how much you know, time do I have? Uh, you know, you give me the light. It's it's <laughs> it's not. It's, we're not super strict about it. Um. Well, th- thanks for having me. First of all, guys. Oh, yeah, we love yeah, it. yeah. It's, it's great to um, hang out. I'll, I'll say it before I go. I'm a big fan of both of you. Do you. Well, I'm a big fan of you, and honestly, like I'm, I'm glad. I feel like I'm just returning a favor from. 
like last year you you know oh, when I had you on the podcast you had me well you had me on the podcast you had me on it matters and yeah. I really appreciated that and and they were both like super great experiences so um definitely you know and and me and while Patrick didn't get any of that I got I was you had me on your show Patrick and gets I invited loved it. to everything no, I, 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 and I'm not hurting for any yeah I'm fine he I, gets I, invited I, to weddings brisses I, I just I, I actually you know what I never got this is a show that I really wanted to do and it you're around the show and I was like real I'm I'm like whatever uh cake and death was oh, it cake or death cake yeah. or death yeah rest in peace I was, I was like that show was awesome and I was like it's a great Patrick's show put me on that show he yeah. hates me you know you know what it is with that show it was so hard because may also may handled most of the booking and yeah. then she got so busy that it was hard to like do it anymore so we keep talking about bringing it back out but uh we'll anyways see, we'll see. but i'm not saying that i didn't i didn't book you on it matters because of that but you did get booked no these are no let's talk let's put it all on the table let's get honest let's here. get let's no. let's do it no, no 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 here's what i just noticed though about santi you said is there anything else you'd like to say before we cut out and he immediately took the opportunity to tell us how nice we are well that's the thing you guys have in common you're very nice people you're very thankful people yeah i guess that's just part of who i am i just i want to be able to 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 just reflect on, on things and just yeah. say listen guys uh you guys are doing a great job this is a very dude your equipment is remarkable yeah you have two laptops you have professional fucking stands for the mics Shh, don't let anybody know two laptops and one sting cd yeah it is <laughs> yeah. a really no. we're just running this all we're, we're creating this we're all creating, off of a sting but, cd but but i appreciate you having me and and a big fan of both of your comedy i think you're both hilarious in very different ways you know you're the nice secretly angry person like me Oh, uh, and, and I'm the I'm the openly angry person, and, and and Tristan's just the openly angry person. Um, and you know that's great. No, I I I have the same level of like thankfulness for like the opportunities that are given out there. I think I just have a tougher time expressing it. Yeah, but I you know I I uh, I, I enjoy when people can actually uh, speak their minds on the on those things and and let the people know. Yeah, and um, the the one thing that I want to say before I go is that be supportive of your peers and don't don't be an asshole. Yeah. You're gonna get me choked up, man. That was so sincere. Well, we'll all make out after the, yeah. the podcast. It's fine. All right, thanks, Santi. Um, Santi, you. do you want to um, kind of give us any uh, any upcoming shows or anything that you have going yeah, on? Yeah, I got uh, on the 28th. Uh, we have the Christmas show with Brad Stoll and Dylan Palladino. Nice. Come to Eastville, uh, and it matters. And I don't have a date, but it matters is happening next month. And, and then and in May they have our special. You got a title for that? Yeah, it now it's personal. Nice. Now it's personal. Yeah, that's and, great. And, and what what uh, what days of the week are the It Matter show? It's a it's a second Friday of every month. Second Friday of every At month. At New York? New York Comedy Club. All right, Santi Espinosa, thank you so much. Thank you guys for Thanks, having me. Thanks, Santi. Bye. You've been listening to the Comics Table. Comics Table. I gotta do these dishes. I'm uh, I'm sweet tea. I'm sweet pea. See you later. Bye.